Four-game series against the Braves. Can the Marlins play spoiler in this NL East? We're going to look ahead to this Brave series with Riley's Rakes. Let's go. You are Locked On Marlins, your daily podcast on the Miami Marlins. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings from England and welcome to Locked On Marlins. This is your daily Marlins podcast and this is the Friday episode. Happy Friday, guys. Hope everyone is doing well. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter, firstly, at Miami Marlins underscore UK. And the YouTube channel. If you are watching on YouTube, hello, greetings. You will see I have a guest and it is a mobile guest right now. <laughs> Riley's Rakes is in the house, fresh from the vehicle. How are we doing, brother? Doing well, Doing well. Thanks for having me on. Uh, it's a, uh, a lot. I, I imagine a, a late evening where you are. Uh, I mean, that's par for the course, right? I mean, you can see by the background, it is dark and then getting darker by the second. So it's late um, and warm here in the UK. But nevertheless, everything's all good. It's all good. We've got a four game series on deck here again with the Marlins and Braves. It's been some time since we've seen each other. Um, I think one of the key, the key and critical things is that there's been a deadline since we last played each other. And let's go back to last year. Boy, oh boy, the Braves absolutely smashed up the deadline. They rinsed the Marlins with an Adam Duvall trade for a backup cap, et cetera, et cetera. So let's bring us up to speed with what the Braves did at this deadline. Was it as impressive, do you think? Uh, certainly not. Certainly not. That that. <laughs> That impressive of a deadline never occurs again. Uh, went out and we filled some needs. We we needed a starter, um, so we went out and got Jacob from the Astros. That uh, could potentially be helpful. We have a, a really good coaching staff. Hopefully, help to get him over the uh, the little bit of a hump he was facing. In in uh, made the trade for uh, for Rysel Iglesias, which is is huge. Um, yeah. R is is really turning into a force, uh, and it was already a good bullpen to begin with, Iglesias, and now we've got Kirby Yates, who has uh, uh, recently actually things in AAA, could be back up with the big league club very soon. So, and full of guys like Kenley Jansen, Tyler Matzik, Rysel Iglesias, Kirby Yates, closers. Um, so. So as as long as our rotation can stay strong and uh, and what we've come to expect it to do, then I, I think we're in a very good place. Uh, obviously, like last year, um, we needed every bit of that deadline we had last year. And I think what we needed to do, though, it wasn't nearly as flashy. Sometimes that's the way. You don't have to go all flash. You can just, you know, make some make some minor moves and piece it together. So I'm intrigued. I mean, let's go back to, you know, we think back to last year. It was, you know, we, in some ways we didn't think that was flashy either, but it ended up being really flashy. Um, as we're sitting here right now recording, you know, you're hunting down the Mets still. So the Braves are in a slightly different position this year than than maybe last, where the Mets are kind of extending their lead after you guys had a recent series. Um, who do you think is the best team in this yes, NL East? 
at, at the moment, it's the Mets. Uh, I, I won't. I won't even begin to argue that. They're all baseball. They they've really got a complete team. They're they're starting disgusting. Uh, Edwin Diaz is is throwing some of the best baseballs I've. Uh, and their lineup's very 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 good. Um, that being said, uh, what a team can be good and lucky at the same time, and, and uh, smiled upon by the Babbitt gods this mm-hmm. season so far. And, and I think we should look out for a little regression there. I don't know if it, if it will be enough to, to the chances of, of making the postseason by any means, but um, you know, the fact that we, we now find ourselves six and a half games back after ha- having been one and a half, uh, I, I don't think it's time to hit the panic button for Braves fans quite yet. I don't think so. I don't have time, but you know, like you said, this is one of the main themes that I've been hearing as I've kind of, you know, follow, follow plenty of Braves guys on Twitter, plenty of Mets fans, you know, and that's the vibe from the Braves guys is, boy, oh boy, this Mets team is the luckiest team ever. They are just somehow getting these weak hits that continue to be hits. Like, that's what we've seen I, on Twitter I, anyway. I wanted to say first that they were good because they team, and I don't want to take anything away from them, but mm. they're also a very good team that gets luck. Uh, I remember watching this series this past week. They were there were so many balls under 80 miles an hour that that would just drop in for hits. It was yeah. it seemed like every single inest the ball would happen to find grass. And and, and it's it, it was up to watch. Uh, the funniest part about it to me was that we had really, really for three out of the four games. And the game that we won was the Ian Anderson game down the next day. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there we go. It's I, I did catch some of the Sunday game, the DeGrom start. And I mean, DeGrom was immense. However, in, in those hits the Mets were getting, there were tons of those bloop singles flying around everywhere and, you know, little soft, you know, dribblers through second base or something. So, you know, it, and, it computes, it stacks up. Having a, having C.B. Buckner behind the play, Late while we on the mound for our team was was not a recipe for success. <laughs> there were some strike zone issues, I think, on that one. But you know, a story as old as time. A few, yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But you know, uh, like you said, I, I think right now as we sit near recording this and, and looking at, at the division, it's fair to say the Mets are are the best team right now. But there's no reason why the Bravos can't get hot as they did last year in the second half. And clearly the Mets, they haven't quite had their Mets moment. They've maybe just delayed a little bit. We're waiting for the Mets to have their Mets. It hasn't happened yet. It will happen. We know. We know it will at some point. There'll be some kind of storyline or something that will rock that team. Something will go wrong, no doubt. I don't know what it'll be, but something will happen that will uh, change that. It's great to see DeGrom back more generally, though, for baseball. But like, And like you said, for the Mets, that's a real shot in the arm, too. Like at the deadline, they effectively acquired the best starting pitcher out there. Um, which in Jacob deGrom, and he looked legit. They're obviously, you know, looking after him. Um, you know, he was had a perfecto going at one point. It was like, hey, he's only got 70 pitches or 60 or something. Um, but it was good to see him back. Uh, I'm intrigued to see the way he goes in the second half, how the Mets manage him. But this race is going to be great. And listen, the Phils are kind of like trending as well in their direction. They've kind of got scorching too. So 
it's become a three-headed race now in this NL East, maybe. Really has. It's it's gotten very interesting, and mm. the, and and I know the the braining against the Mets, and they're all in Atlanta. So I think those, uh, despite the fact that, that the Phillies have a run, uh, I think the, those seven Mets Braves games in Atlanta are are the one at this division. Yeah, agreed. And that's the beautiful thing about the, the way these schedules shape up, isn't it? They, they, they do it for a reason where you backload a lot of your inter-division games and you end up, this is what we're looking for. We're looking for meaningful in-division games back end of the year. Bravos, Mets. I think the Braves play the Phillies, I think. Oh, no, sorry. The Phillies play the Mets, I think, this week as well. Um, so, you know, it creates some real nice storylines, no doubt. Um, first out of the day. So let's get into that. Then we'll, then we'll kind of touch base on um, I want to talk about Acuna specifically because, again, sitting from afar, he, he, I'm, I'm hearing Acuna slander from Braves Twitter for the first ever time. So I'll let you think on that. I'll deliver the first ad, guys. And this one, it's a brand spanking new ad. So bear with me because it's a new one. And, well, listen, it, it could be the perfect one. You guys know I love beer, wine, and cocktails. And, I mean, listen, most Marlins fans do. So, you know, the <laughs> this is down to, this is all about your liver. All about your liver, and most of us have overworked livers, and I certainly do, no doubt about it. And But now it's easy to rejuvenate your liver health and reignite your metabolism. So, thanks to Liver Health Formula by Pure Health Research, Liver Health Formula contains eight liver-boosting super nutrients like turmeric, beets, and artichoke extract. Boy, oh boy, sounds like me cooking HelloFresh. But anyway... All of this work together to wake up a sluggish liver, and mine is sluggish, no doubt, and turn it into a toxin-flushing and fat-burning machine. No more bloated belly, I need that too. No more uncomfortable digestion, need that. No more feeling tired and low on energy all the time. That's probably because I'm up till 3 a.m. watching the Marlins. But, and the best of all, liver health formula makes it easier to maintain a healthy body weight long-term. You need long-term, no short-term no short fads. No, no, no. And as a listener of our show, you can try liver health formula risk-free today. You can get a free bottle of Curb Fit with your order. Curb Fit, it's a safe and all-natural appetite suppressant, making it easy to say no to naughty foods. That makes it perfect, the perfect complement to liver health formula. So go to getliverhelp.com slash MLB to learn more. Again, that is getliverhelp.com slash MLB to try liver health formula completely risk-free. Claim your free bottle of Curb Fit with your order. Liver getliverhelp.com slash MLB to get started now. Hey, that was a fun one. That was good. New ad, liver regeneration, exactly what we need. I nailed that. Absolutely nailed that, baby. So happy days. Um, talk to me about Acuna then, because I've been seeing slander. It completely caught me off guard. The fact that Ronnie's coming back from, you know, an ACL, uh, he's out, he was out all the year. And I'm seeing Acuna slander on the timeline. What is going on with Braves Twitter? Uh. Uh, I, I need some, if I'm going to be answering these questions, um, <laughs> the, <laughs> there's always a sect of Braves Twitter that, that, that has not created what, what Ronald brings to the table. Um, there, there, there's, there's that, that old school mentality among some people, um, don't go out out there looking flashy, don't bring any extra attention to yourself. And this is just of of that popping up and rearing its ugly head. 
playing incredibly well, um, but but not, not playing incredibly well, Junior, is is still an above average major league baseball player. Okay. And, and, you know, with, with him having that he had to start his career, I think there was the, the hope and maybe foolishly dumb that he would come back from this knee injury and, and day one be was on, on the day that he got hurt. And, and that's just not a realistic expectation. Uh, team has clearly been, been doing work to, to have help to regulate the load on uh, whether it be rotating him into the DH spot or um, instructions not to not not to run out balls that he'll be easily out on stuff like that mm. I, I mean that's it it's just the way it is he wasn't ever day one but he, he is getting he's heading that direction uh, we're seeing flashes we know in love of. Um, he's he's still stealing bases. I, I think he's top ten in the leases, uh, despite not having played the first thirty or forty games of the season. Um, that's got to come around, and and I think the the more realistic Braves fans of us. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt, he has been. Uh, it's one of them. It's expectations management. You just, ex- you know, the problem is if, if Acuna is dropping off slightly and just regressing from superstar best in the game to above average major league, like people want to have a whinge about that. But I tell you one thing, one guy who who definitely has taken his game to another level this year, in my opinion, Dansby Swanson. Contract year for Dansby as well. So interesting timing. Contract year Dansby. We, <laughs> we love contract <laughs> yeah. um, the- the funny thing about it, though, is that I don't have any more confidence than I had on day one of the season will be the starting shortstop on on day one next year. Mm. Uh, there, there are many juicy and exciting possibilities for what we could do at the shortstop um, short of Dansby Swanson. I mean, uh, uh, Correa that's a guy we go for if he does opt out of that Twins deal. Um, um, Trey Turner ended by, by the Dodgers. That's mm-hmm. someone that 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 we all got to watch just regular basis for a long, long time in, in Washington. So uh, I, I know either of those guys. Um, that being said, if it's going to get a deal done with Dansby because He's an Atlanta guy and clearly loves the city. Go ahead. Uh, I, I made the point earlier this season before his bat got hot. The defense is is at such an elite level that to me it, it when he goes into a hitting slump, uh, uh, he's he's gonna give us value regardless. And and now that he seems to have gotten it fixed. Figured out with his bat. The Dansby we've got this year is almost unrecognizable for the last several, um, and it's it's a lot of fun to watch. It really is, no doubt. Like you said, the defense is absolutely sensational. But the stick, when the stick is hot, it absolutely plays big time. One other thing I heard in the broadcast when I was watching on Sunday, 
the fact that Dansby, he's played every game this year. No rest at shortstop for Dansby. He's in there every day. Olsen, I think, has pretty much played every day too. Um, so the Bravos are leading on their studs. It was, an, it was an interesting element because from a Marlins perspective, we yeah, the season's cooked, nevertheless. Even early in the year, we have this funny old way of, you know, load managing everyone to death. And you're kind of looking at these lineups going, what? You, you can't afford to take these studs out. Like, you can't afford to be platooning Jazz against lefties. Like, Jazz has got to play. He has to. And so, right. you know, it's it's just, you know, a different approach, different mentality. The talk is, well, you know, get to October and they'll, you know, Dansby will be burnt out. But I I, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not really bought into that. But it's, thought it was interesting. It's distinctly possible, but I suppose. Until October rolls around, we actually have a second baseman. Uh, I think it's, I think yeah. that Dansby and Olsen would have gotten some days off had Ozzy. Um, so, so now we're at the point where, where the people we'd be rotating are filling in at second base. Exactly. And I think that's a really critical point here is that like, okay, a big piece of the infield in Ozzy Albies has gone down. It's meant the other guys have had to step up. You know, listen, guys, you're going to have to play every day through this because we need you in the lineup, da-da-da. We'll rotate. We'll find a way to kind of hold it down at second base, so to speak, and there's been a few options moving around there, but completely makes sense. Um, there's another guy that we also need to talk about, of course. Um, you know, it's the money man now in town, so we'll talk about him shortly. Before we do that, um, it is the final ads of the week. And it's a doubleheader. Doubleheader ads on a Friday here in, the, in, in segment two. So, boy, oh, boy, they're absolutely piling in. So, guys, first one is our good friends over at BlueNile.com. I love this ad, too. BlueNile.com, you can celebrate all of life's special moments. So, if you're thinking about custom engagement rings or, gift, or gifting classic timeless jewelry pieces, it's all the prices you won't find at a traditional jeweler. So, if you're thinking about engagement, if you're thinking about dropping down on one knee, then Blue Nile, they've got you covered. They've got simple online tools to let you choose the diamond shape, size, bigger is better, and clarity as well as setting style. Blue Nile's jewelers will then handcraft her perfect engagement ring. Each one, baby, it's one of a kind. Bespoke. Bespoke jewelry from BlueNile.com. Or if you've already got the ring on it and you're thinking about life special moments with fine jewelry, then get into Blue Nile. They've got experts on hand 24-7. They're literally sitting there waiting for you. Available via phone or chat to help you find a memorable gift at every and any budget. So you can make your moment sparkle with jewelry from BlueNile.com. And right now, don't forget this one either. It's the Blue Nile anniversary sale. Save up to 40, 40, 40% on classic fine jewelry pieces and 25% on engagement ring settings. Absolutely sensational from BlueNile.com. So every order's insured. It ships free. Arrives in discreet packaging. It's not going to give away what's inside. You can shop stress-free. And find your forever peace. Go to BlueNile.com today. And our final ad of the week, Bet Online. Our boys at Bet Online at BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. You can find all your favorite sports there and events. It's the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. They've got everything covered, every sport you can think of. All the U.S. sports, of course, MLB, NFL, it's coming coming around real quick. NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf, they say. Formula One's in there. Tennis, probably. You've got it covered. Get into Bet Online for anything sporting wise. Um, you can head today to Bet Online. Use your mobile device to learn about the action happening today, tomorrow, this week. It's Bet Online where the game starts. All right, then. Austin Riley. 
Austin Riley has signed a mega deal with the Bravos. Your reaction to that? Did it catch you off guard? Because I heard no rumors of this at all. It just dropped. So what would you take on that? Come card, and I, I think I, I think I shared that sentiment with most Braves fans. Um, at this point, we're we're starting to get used to it, which is a weird weird thing to think. Uh, mm. The the Acuna deal came out of nowhere. Then the Ozzy Albies deal right behind. It. We gave the big extension to Matt Olson, and and so, so it, it's almost no longer surprising. Only a few years ago, we we weren't the team that was giving out big deals. Yeah. Uh, and you know, I don't think any of us respected what we're getting out of Austin Riley. It, it's what what you did. You did. I, I I even even me when he first came, I thought, okay, we're gonna get a, a thirty to thirty five home run guy, uh, two fifty two seventy five. Great, great. Um, and he play, plays okay defense. Great defense. He's hitting three hundred for the second consecutive year. He's going to be in the mid forties in home runs by the end of the season. So, so even for Mystic Riley supporter my, myself, he's blown away any and all. No doubt. Does he win the MVP this year? Um, uh, I I still think he was he sold a little bit short, getting seventh last year. He's certainly in the conversation. Mm-hmm. I, I think he's put up the the season to be in the the final three or four, whatever they end up announcing. Um, but yeah, I, I I don't care if he does or not. We've got for the next decade. Exactly. Get, Who I'll, cares? I'll, I'll, uh, and and not worry about the MVP award. I'm with you. How do you think, just a, you mentioned them, and this was kind of in my mind, Austin Riley, you know, signs a, you know, effectively, a, what, $212 million deal. How do you think Acuna and Albies feel, having signed the deals they have and the, the, the I guess, the contract value sizes, particularly Albies, which is like clearly like a way below market value deal for Albies. So how do you think those boys are feeling? I, I understand seeing the, the right having... And and thinking that, uh, but at the same time, look at where uh, Acuna had 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 just debuted, hadn't even played a full season. He was 21 years old at the time, yeah. and someone dangled nine figures in front of to take that. The 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 Albies deal, it was a little low. It it was a little low, but I, I don't know. Um, it, it, he also. Was very early and, and you know the shelf life for second baseman a lot of the time isn't very long. So mm. I don't I don't fault anybody for taking what you can get while you can get it. No way. Um, going into extension negotiations after a season where you got to put you in the kind of position where you get two hundred twelve million dollars. It really does. I, I I do hope because listen, the Marlins uh, at some point will will have a decision to make. Uh, looks like we've we've lost. Finally, the signal is gone, but the Marlins will have a decision to make on 
Jazz Chisholm at some point. And I think this is the really interesting bit where you've got the Bravos across town um, that, you know, have, have extended Aussie Albies. They've extended Ronald Acuna. They've extended Matt Olson. Different situation with Olson, but extended Austin Riley. Those three guys, they're you know, somewhere in that range. Jazz Chisholm is kind of thinking, what can I do? You know, what, what opportunities are there for me? Do I want to sign an extension with the Marlins? So I'm really intrigued as time ticks along, where do the Marlins go with Jazz Chisholm? Can they, do they want to entertain it? Um, you know, that's the first question. Does Jazz want to entertain it? Does Jazz want to be in Miami? I think he does. I think he enjoys being in Miami. I think he loves the vibe. So, you know, we'll have to see on that one. At the same time, we do have to call out with Jazz. Clearly, there's there's some health issues here, right? Like, you know, you can't depend on Jazz to be on the field 140, 150 games a year. Like, that's not what we're seeing. We're seeing Jazz missing significant portions of a season. And so, you know, that's going to take you out of contention, right? I would guess, for like a, an Austin Riley type deal. And maybe takes him more down to the Albies one where we say, Jazz, hey, listen, you know, we're going to buy you out of some arb and whatever. And you know, we want to commit to you and you commit to us. And hey, let's call it 50 million, you know, across five years or six or whatever the number is. You know, would Jazz want to do it? Maybe not. I think, you know, he's he may want to back himself a bit more than that. But, you know, clearly the injury risk is there. It's real. So we'll have to see on that one. Um, it's a four-game series here against the Braves. Uh, looks like Alex Austin uh, Riley's rigs has, has lost his signal finally in the car. Um, so I guess really looking ahead to this series, you know, it's it, it's an interesting one, no doubt. I think we're expecting Ian Anderson to come and, and pitch in this doubleheader on Saturday. He was optioned uh, earlier in the week, um, had a bit of a struggle of a year. Oh, he's back. Our man is back in the house. Uh, I was just... I should keep a better eye on my, my battery life. Oh, boy. <laughs> my apologies. It's fine. I, I covered for you. I was just segueing into Jazz Chisholm, and I then covered off to say the Marlins have a decision to make, and they have some barometers here with the Braves. You've got Al, they've got an Albies, a Cunha, and a Riley. You know, three deals, you know, different types of situations, different types of players. But whether you know where the Marlins go, I was just saying, though, that Jazz clearly he's had two seasons in a row. He's coming off an all-star year right now, but... Both years, he's missed significant time for the Marlins. And so I think that's going to really hold him back for them to commit $200 million or something like that to Jazz Chisholm at this point. Like, I think it's more in the Acuna to Albies range, somewhere in that seg- in that segment, if, if they do want to extend him. But that is the first question is, do they want to extend Jazz Chisholm? It, exactly, exactly. And and I know you guys have, but um, I, I, the question from an outsider's perspective it is the opinion of him within the organization within that locker room um mm. do they even like this guy let alone want to extend him oh boy oh boy listen I, you were you i was asking you thorny questions about acuna now you flipped it on to me and i've got to try and field questions on jazz chisholm and, and whether the, the you know people like him I, and wanted to be there Corey's question flipper you yeah. <laughs> No doubt, but I mean, it's, I, I I don't think that there's a problem with Jazz. I think Jazz is who he is, and I think people accept that. And is if Jazz is good, if he's performing on the field, you know, like many other extravagant characters out there in all sports, if you perform on the field, really it doesn't matter. And that's what it boils down to. So, 
Yeah, I'm intrigued to see how things play out. Clearly, there was it felt like there was some friction. I think there was some misreporting too earlier on, you know, about you know the the, the, the clubhouse hates Jack. As far as that, but you know, there was certainly some friction there with with maybe Jazz and some of the vets or some of the vets as well in general. But do where do the Marlins go with this one? I'm intrigued. They've obviously handed out the extension to Sandy Alcantara, uh, which was the right decision to make, by the way. I mean, the Marlins absolutely called called that correctly. Um, and you know, do they do they just kind of put another stake in there and go, Jazz, we want you to be here? Coming off the back of two injury plagued years, I'd be surprised if they did that now personally, but you know, we'll wait and see. Maybe it's an opportunity to get a, a cheaper deal, perhaps, but I just can't see it happening this offseason. There's a lot of other decisions to make this offseason. I don't think a Jazz extension, based on the fact he's not even at arbitration yet, uh, so I don't think they will, is my read on it. Um, we're out of time anyway, but we've got a four-game series. Um, a successful series for you would be a series win, I assume. A sweep, maybe. You know, listen, when I ask people this, what are you thinking? They realize what podcast they're on. They know the audience and they say, mm, you know, a 2-1 series win or in this case, a 3-1, you know, that's okay. I'm not going to do it this time. We have to win these four games. Oh. All four. <laughs> we, we cannot. And, and it, 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 frankly, we, we just cannot afford to lose any ground on this Mets team. And it's, yep. it doesn't look to be slowing down anytime soon so when when they've had their struggles like the marlins have this year we have to take advantage of them so two games in boston as we all know another team that's been struggling a bit then we've got four with i i i need five wins out of this week Oh, baby, baby, baby. Riley's Rakes drops into Locked On Marlins and basically says, we're going to sweep you boys in a four-game series. My days. <laughs> <laughs> love it. Absolutely love it. He's also asking me hard questions about Jazz Chisholm. I'm squirming, but I'm excited about this series. I mean, I love playing the Braves. It's the fa- It's my favorite uh, It's my favorite Twitter games anyway. I love Braves Twitter. It's so wild and loose in there. It's so It can get so fun. So I, I feel like Braves Twitter and Marlins Twitter gets along pretty well too. I mean, it, it, it does at the moment because the Marlins are terrible and the Braves are, you know, are still good. So I, <laughs> I did. It was funny, clearly in 2020, where we obviously uh, faced off in the uh, in, in the NLDS, and you know, there was there was definitely a little bit more bubbling around then. But you know, I think the the class of this division remains. All you know, the Braves I are still. Remember from that, that series, one guy who screams and wears the big blue hat. Yeah, loud Marlins fan. <laughs> Exactly. So, you know, we'll wait and see what happens here. I think the Marlins will look to play spoiler, you know, interested to see how they line up from a pitching perspective. But, you know, four-game series, Riley's Rakes has got a sweep for the Bravos. I think if the Marlins split the series, they will be happy. Um, But for for the Marlins right now, it's all about, you know, what development, what progression can they see from some of these young studs. So that is us out of here, guys. It's a Friday done, and it's half an hour. It's just over half an hour. So there we go. We finished strong. It's been a great week. I appreciate everyone tuning into Locked On Marlins this week. All the feedback, all the support. It's been a lot of fun. I love doing this pod for you guys, even though the Marlins, okay, it's been tough. But from a pod perspective, I've absolutely loved it. There's so much to get into here with these fish in in 22. So no doubt about it. Um, Alex, thank you so much for joining me from the vehicle, the roaming reporter. Say anytime. I mean, anytime. (laughs) 
Exactly. When you say exactly, you'll make it happen, which you have again. You know, I put the bad signal out there. You always come and deliver, no doubt about it. So, um, guys, that's us out of here. Riley's Rigs, Peter Pratt for Locked On Marlins. We'll be back next week, and I will somehow try to better this week's guests. It's probably impossible, but nevertheless, join us on Monday. We'll see what we got. See you guys.